Over the Ball is brought to you by Soccer America. Soccer America, the soccer paper of record. Go to SoccerAmerica.com and sign up for your subscription today. And by Nella from Fitbiomics. A Harvard doctor has found the probiotic strain that is found in most world-class athletes. Not all probiotics are the same. And by FundraiseForYou.net. FundraiseForYou.net provides solutions to coaches and athletic organizations that need to raise money for their programs. More information on all our sponsors at OverTheBall.com slash sponsors. Hey, this is Bob Lee, and you're listening to Over the Ball with Kevin Flynn, the world's game from an American perspective. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of Over the Ball. Kevin Flynn here. I want to do a quick review with the game last night that we saw in Mexico at Azteca Stadium with uh, senior editor at Soccer America, Mr. Mike Boitola. Welcome to the program. Kevin, thanks for uh, having me on. Yeah, well, a a big game last night. I guess, uh, you know, in many ways, a tie's a win for us playing down in Azteca. Uh, what's your overall feelings about the way the team played last night? I think it was their best performance in a qualifier at Azteca. Um, it's a shame that uh, Pulisic didn't score that chance and uh, or Pifak in the second half. Um, I do think that probably a fair result with the tie, um, but certainly considering the fact that uh, I mean, this is obvious to me that the U.S. is a team on the upswing and, and, and Mexico uh, a team on the uh, the downswing that's getting, uh, you know, stale and you got older players. They, they brought in some younger players, but uh, they didn't really, you know, it was too late. Uh, I think Tata Martino really, really doesn't have uh, a good handle on that team. But, uh, you know, I, I still think that this is a pretty interesting team because it's young and uh, I think it has a bright future. So they play last night without Weston McKinney, which, you know, was a big loss. I mean, I, I went into that thinking a tie would be fine. We'd be happy with a tie. And as you mentioned, Pulisic could have put one away. PFUC as well. Uh, I thought the United States had the better chances. And what I, I took away from your article in Soccer America this morning, because you've already written an article. I think I think it woke you up because <laughs> you've been up, up late. It, you're in Mexico City, and I think uh, you've been writing uh, an, an article, and it's already in Soccer America this morning. But um, kind of an odd atmosphere there. Uh, in Azteca uh, and Tata seemed to be not in a good place, kind of gesticulating throughout the game, but also some weird stuff for the PA announcers and everything. Um, yeah, it was really weird. Um, it was like being at some kind of like a crazy indoor soccer game or a arena football game or something. The PA guy was like get, trying to get the, you know, he was a cheerleader. Um, you know, which is absurd for a World Cup qualifier. I think it's against certain regulations of the U.S. soccer official protested about it at halftime. Uh, part of the reason he was doing that was he was trying to um, drown out the the Puto chant that they've been getting in trouble for. The, right. the, the Federation also limited the capacity to about, you know, a little over 40,000 because they figured that would be easier to control. They pretty much tripled the prices on on the tickets. So they made more money than they were made at least as much money if it would have been a full stadium, but they had fewer people there. Uh, it was a really, uh, I mean, the crowd, they, it was like they needed to be taught how to cheer. Um, it, the American crowd was great. There was more than a thousand of them because there were a thousand in the U.S. section and, and they actually had an impact. You could hear them. Um, so it was really odd. I mean, the, the Azteca was not a hard place to play anymore. The, you know, the, the, it used to be with the altitude and 
most of the players on Mexico don't play club ball at altitude. Um, you know, you get back to the U.S., uh, you know, it's amazing. It's, it's really nice to see how poised they are. They did get three yellows, which is uncharacteristic, um, but they didn't lose their composure the way, you know, Mexico has been doing. I, I don't get that. I mean, they, they would be doing much better if they didn't, you know, mob the ref and commit stupid fouls at the end. And you got these players on the U.S. side that are far less experienced and much more composed. Well, that's what struck me last night with that team was the, their composure, their youth. I think um, you know the, the young players who have composure, which is which is rare, and they have it. And I think uh, in Greg Berhalter's defense, he's he's started to put together some depth here, and it was apparent last night. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't. It's hard for me. I know. Apparently, there's these people that like criticize Berhalter on Twitter and whatever, whatever, what have you. And if I look at his record over the qualifiers, I don't see any atrocious player selection at all. You know, uh, he's got a he's got a deep pool, uh, which is good. He's brought in a large number of players. Um, yeah, he hasn't qualified yet, and uh, we're always going to be nervous about that. I think once he qualifies, once we know that has happened, um, we're going to look back on this on being a pretty extraordinarily positive qualifying campaign. It's been a roller coaster, but they always are, no matter how many veterans you have on our team or not, and not even just the U.S., you know, whether you're at Italy or Holland or whatever. Um, the fact that it's a young team is amazingly positive. Um, it means that these kids aren't even in their prime yet. Right, and a lot of kids playing overseas, and we can still call them kids because they're not even in their 20s. Some of them, uh, Gio Reyna made a great run last night. He had an impact on the game when he came in. Uh, I, I'm in Austin, Texas doing this. I, I got to a soccer bar last night called Haymakers, and <laughs> it was packed. You know, and it was interesting. You're talking about the way Mexico played, especially towards the end. That seems like an outdated model of how soccer behavior is in this global game that that we all watch now and you know, the whole distractions with the, the fouls and things, which I was surprised at the end with some of the fouls because that slows up the game. Oh yeah. I mean, the, uh, the, the Mexicans were actually surging and uh, at the end, uh, you know, Aaron Long came on and the first touch, he had to clear a ball that was pretty much on the line. Um, and then um, you had an American player dribbling through the middle at around the 89th minute mark. He gets fouled, and that gives him, you know, that wastes about two minutes because the player is going to take his time getting up and all that. Um, you know, and, and Mexico hasn't really been like that. It, it, it generally, has been a relatively disciplined team. Um, I'm not sure why this is happening. The it, Obviously, Tata Martino doesn't have a handle on it. The, the, in the past qualifying games, a lot of them at the end, like the two Canada games and the Panama game, you had like little scuffles at the end of the game. It was ridiculous. Right. Um, so it's it's you know it's a shame because in the past Mexico's had some had some brilliant teams uh, playing good soccer. This one wasn't even you know close to that. Right, right. Well, usually, well, I, I still had to lump in my my throat and stomach for the entire uh, ninety what five minutes. I think it turned out to be um, whenever we played Mexico, but it did seem like uh, we had watched the tables turn here a little bit, especially with this young team and, and how well they do. So, all right. So we get out of there with a point. Uh, we need four to qualify for sure. 
you know, it, it becomes one of those math problems. I was, uh, you know, oh my gosh, yeah, you know, you're just trying to figure out do I want Canada to lose? Maybe we'd go in through the top, you know, uh, to, I don't know, you know, but they're playing Costa Rica, which I want to lose. So, what, 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 no, it would have been there? better if Costa Rica lost because now, now both Costa Rica and Panama still have a chance. Um, it comes down to the U.S. beating Panama. I think they're, they're in a good position to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, last time around, we all remember that. It was the third to last game. that uh, It was a game that the U.S. lost to, to Costa Rica um, that made that Trinidad game matter. Um, the U.S. fortunately has a goal difference advantage over Mexico, which it's tied with, and an even bigger goal different, difference um, advantage over, over Costa Rica. Sunday's going to be a heck of a game uh, for the U.S. Uh, you know, this Mexico game actually wasn't that important for the, for the U.S. because it's all about uh, Panama and, and Costa Rica. Yeah, talk a little bit about that, about the mentality moving into Mexico. I mean, I guess we're, we're mentioning what it is coming out of Mexico, but going into Mexico, uh, you were at the press conference. I think a bunch of people were at the press conference. Uh, there were some words by Berhalter basically was saying, yeah, this is the biggest game of my life to coach and my coaching staff. Uh, he also toyed with that whole thing that was going through social media. <laughs> social media is something else, I tell you. But uh, basically to, to put a B team on there. Uh, what did he do? Did he split the difference, sort of the wisdom of Solomon? Or, or did it look like he you know, Well, first of all, I, I, I think the B team phrase doesn't really make sense because yeah. it's not like they're, you know, it's a pretty solid roster. Um, the, the big, I, I think the only um, decisions to make were had to do with the players carrying yellow cards. And you had... Tyler Adams, and then you had uh, Tim Weah, uh, Yedlin. I, I'm, not, I'm not that worried about. We can go without him, but um, I, I was wrong about Weah because I thought, well, you know, a forward can get. I would think a forward attacking player can get through a game without a yellow card. <laughs> yeah, you never, so. play, you never played with me. <laughs> <laughs> so it ended up with him and not Adams getting the yellow and having to miss, right. but. Um, no, I, I think it was the right thing to do. It was, you know, I knew Pulisic was going to start. I imagined yeah. that there was no way, even if Barbara Halter suggested it, $70 million player, if he wants to start, he's going to say, hey, I'm, I'm going to start. Um, right. Wonderful to see Gio Reyna out there coming in, and he's going to be fit for the next game. And my gosh, that run he had. Fantastic. I mean, uh, hey, so th- that was like the, the only real Azteca thing that happened, right? He does something that looks just like Diego Maradona. And right. I just watched them both again. If Maradona started at the center circle when he scored, uh, Reyna was almost <laughs> near his own penalty or yet. He'd, right. he'd gotten the, you know, started farther upfield. Maybe he would have gotten that, unleashed that shot. But, um, well, it, come on, didn't it remind you a little bit of the way his father, Claudio, you know, used to be able to create space for himself? But absolutely. But I think even Claudio would admit that that Reina's got a little, you know, he, Claudio was a wonderful player, one of my favorite players ever. Um, and, uh, you know, extremely smooth, wonderful on the ball, passing great. Um, yeah. And he could dribble, don't get me wrong, but um, not quite like, you know, you didn't quite see him yeah. like that. And, you know, and, and to Reyna's credit, I mean, Reyna went out there. That was the only time, he, you know, he, him, the way he held the ball uh, was really important at that point in the game. Right, right. Um, he felt it. So we're looking at hopefully, you know, looking at having Reyna, I think, able to start. He played 90 minutes uh, for Dortmund before he came on after that very long um, injury layoff. And mm-hmm. so right now it looks like we're going to have Pulisic and um, Reyna on the field for the first time since I believe it would have been the first qualifying game, right? Um, Timothy Weah sit. Weah will be out. 
uh, with the yellow card suspension. Um, and, um, and by the way, Yedlin always gets a yellow card. So that's, that's kind of a, Yedlin, we, you know, I, I thought Yedlin was the, 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 the weakest of all the players, yeah. um, certainly started off very poorly, a little bit better at the end. And, and I think he also pulled up with a hamstring issue. Um, he, yeah, I, 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 they brought in, um, uh, uh, Shaq Moore, was it, uh, he's already in, um, on the way, I believe to the, they've got a replacement that I'm, I'm not saying it's a great thing that to be out of right backs, but they'll, they'll figure that out. Right. Right. It's uh well in, in the back position. And like you said, people were, you know, the whole B team to go back to that question. Uh, I kept seeing the players that were on there. I'm like, they're not B team players. They're, they're all guys who've been part of qualifying already. No, I mean, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're uh, part of the team. You know, we just lost that, you know, McKenney and a few of the, the stars and, and Aaron's. If I thought Paul, if Paul, Paul Ariola or, or Christian Roldan had played, I wouldn't have said that was a B team. I think actually, I think Roldan actually deserves some playing time. Um, you know, so the, the, it's it's a pretty solid situation. And um, and those central defenders, um, yeah, Miles Robinson had a small had a blemish with his dumb yellow card early yeah. in the game, but him and uh, as Zimmerman, I thought were uh, were excellent. You know, Zimmerman uh, has. Stepped up big time to be not only just a solid leader in the back. I don't think he loses a head ball, uh, but he's an emotional leader too. He's he's steady as a rock and kind of came out of nowhere. I think he was a peripheral player and now he's a, the solid center back. Absolutely, and he that's another really cool thing about the team is he's there. He's kind of their elder statesman, right? He's only twenty seven. Uh, it's not like those other teams that it's not like Mexico that keeps guys around who are in their in their in their thirties. Uh, to lead the team, you know, coaches always think you need an older player around, which is which is probably true to some extent. But uh, you want to have it a guy who's good, and here's the guy who's in his prime. Um, you know, very very obviously in the air is incredible, and um, didn't make many mistakes on the ground. Um, has a pretty has pretty good distribution. Wasn't his best game on that end, but still, you know, we rated him. Uh, him and um, Rob is a higher. I think we we had. Uh, Walker Zimmerman is the highest rated player on the Are team. Are your Soccer um, America ratings out yet? Yeah, yeah. No, and we uh, and Adams and um, Adams and Acosta have, have had strong games. Um, right. It's really apparent when you're in the stadium. It's it's a lot easier to see how important Adams is to the team because he will uh, prevent teams from coming down the middle. Sometimes he doesn't necessarily win the ball, take it off them, but he makes them have to go the other direction. Right. Um, having Acosta and, and um, Tyler Adams out there uh, together in a game like that against Mexico, I thought was a smart thing. They were obviously trying to get them out to the wings, right? And uh, yeah. have them was. hit high balls, which, which they didn't. They were ineffective. And Acosta does the type of things that a lot of, you know, non-soccer people don't notice. You know, he, he's doing lots of things off the ball, uh, you know, tracking back. He can play pretty much anywhere. I think there was even a rumor of him playing outside back at one time. Um, so it's, it's, it's good to see you point that out. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, I just, he started off with a free kick. I thought he kind of, he, he wasted, he, he kept hit it, overhit it. Uh, the next one he tried to score from like a hundred yards out, which yeah. I, I thought was sort of crazy because it's like I, one of those things where I thought Pulisic well, gave him the go ahead. I thought it's like you go for it. Like there was a kind of a nod of the head, like you you know let it. Rip. Well, Achilla might be old, but he's a world class <laughs> goalkeeper, and I'm, I'm you know joking. I like that. Like has he even has he even made one of those in practice? Right? Yeah, like, right, right, right. Yeah, with his friends at the church yeah. league. But then he uh, he had that brilliant pass to. Uh, 
Reina that uh, led to the unbelievably, you know, great opportunity for Pifak, who uh, <laughs> poor guy. Yeah, he's a poor guy, man. <laughs> you, see, you see the replay of that. I don't know. Yeah, he would have been a super like, sub at that point. He slipped in the, um, that, you know, I, it does suck that it was a zero zero game, you know. Yeah, we should have wrong with a sport where the two biggest, you know, these big time teams of the region play and they, they can't score. And when you have such a low scoring game, when someone makes a mistake, whether it's the referee or a guy who misses from five yards, it takes on a, you know, a greater proportion. Um, yeah. And, um, but yeah, no, that was, that was an Acosta thing and, um, you know, really good to see. And even Pulisic's chance, it, nine out of 10 times at Chelsea, he puts that one away. Uh, it took a little, I don't know if you saw it on the replay, but it took a, it seemed like it took a little bit of a hop on him. Uh, I don't that could be. Yeah, well, you know, before the game, the Mexican players were complaining about how, this, how the condition of the grass, which I thought was kind of. I, I was just going to say that it did not seem like the field conditions were were per, were really great. Like you're watching these World Cup qualifiers. Uh, generally, the you know. That's a that very. Long. I don't know if they. I, I I can't tell you for sure if it was a matter of them replacing it or not cutting it, but it definitely had to do with having a having concerts and they have a lot of games. They've got the women's leagues games and the men's yeah. leagues games there. Um, like I said, the Mexican players complained about it, which is kind of funny because, you yeah. know, home team complained about yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah. We, I think our players complained about the cold, frigid conditions up north. So maybe that's just kind of the same thing yeah. in a way. All right. So, uh, you know, we breathe a little bit of relief, but it's a bit of a reprieve, but we have, um, you know, some big games coming up. Um, but uh, you, you, I feel like our chances are, are pretty good uh, to get through that. I think so. I, I definitely think so, especially knowing that the, the, the back line is, um, is so solid. And healthy. Yeah. That's pretty good defending you got there. And, 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 and just like besides, uh, you know, the slip up by Robinson to get, uh, the, to get the yellow, these guys uh, defend safely. You know, they don't foul a lot, which is great. All right. So good things we need. Uh, I, I don't know, you know, with all the math going on last night, everybody drinking beer, watching the game, trying to do their math homework <laughs> as they're watching and nobody knows who to root for. Uh, but it, but we were seen in pretty good shape. I think just the feeling that everybody came away with from there uh, was, wow, we were hoping for a tie. We could have had a win. And uh, that's kind of a bummer. But as you say, a uh, little bit of um, silver lining there because this is a young team. They're going to yeah. re- rejuvenate well, quicker. And, um, you know, two big games coming up ahead. So hopefully uh, we can just put this this puppy to bed. Um, Mike Wittola, you were up late. Uh, I've already read your article in Soccer America uh, covering sort of the bizarre things that were happening in the stadium last night uh, and uh, all of the things that are going on. They, they did, you know, uh, it, it felt like it was half a crowd for them. And I we actually heard Americans cheering in that stadium yeah. last night from the television. And we're like, when have you ever heard that coming out of Azteca? So, hey, look, man, out with the old, in with the new U.S. soccer. Uh, let's hope they continue as they move forward for World Cup qualifying. Mike, uh, I know you got to bed really late last night to write that article, so I appreciate you <laughs> getting up and giving us this quick, uh, this quick fix of, of what anytime, Kevin. I get it. I'll get up anytime for you, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, right, Jesus, only you. <laughs> All right, pal. Mike Wojtola, senior editor from Soccer America. Thanks for joining us on OTB. Yeah.